calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Hey everybody, I'm Noah Daniels. Hey y'all, I'm JJ. Hey guys, it's Kat. And on this episode, we had Brian reach out. He had a haunted experience at one of the most famous haunted hotels. Brian, thank you so much for joining the podcast tonight. Yeah, Yeah, you're welcome. It's great to be here. Yeah, absolutely. And I know you have listened to our podcast. How'd you get into Real Hauntings? Uh, I heard you on the um, Savannah Underground, Most Haunted City on Earth podcast. Nice. Nice. So that's how I started listening to The Real Hauntings. We appreciate you listening. That's super cool. And so tonight, one of the things we're going to be talking about is the Stanley Hotel, which, of course, is uh, supposed to be like one of the most haunted hotels in the world. Kat and JJ, how familiar are you guys with the Stanley? So I know it's either where they filmed The Shining, like the Stanley Kubrick The Shining, or it's the hotel that... Stephen King based The Shining off of. It wasn't filmed there, but Stephen King stayed at the hotel and he wrote the book. Based gotcha. Hotel, yeah. That makes sense. I think that was the first scary movie I ever watched as a kid. Now looking back at it, I'm like, oh, there's that scene where that guy in the weird bear costume is giving a clown a blowjob. And I'm just like, oh, like, that, that definitely went over my head when I saw it the first time. JJ's yeah, like, same. that's where that fetish came from. I couldn't figure it out. <laughs> yeah, it all makes sense now. <laughs> I think supposedly Stephen King had some pretty creepy, weird experiences, you know, why he stayed there. I mean, there's there's been a lot of, you know, infamous deaths on the property that have led to supposed hauntings and stuff. But Brian, you went on the tour, so we'd love to hear, you know, all about your experience while you were at the Stanley. I was traveling across the country with my dad. This is about 10 years ago now. We stopped at uh, Estes Park, Colorado, which is where the Stanley is, and we did a ghost tour, and the one particular thing that I remember the the most was this uh, experience I can't really explain, so I guess you'd call it like a haunting experience. You didn't ask me on my believer yet, but... <laughs> oh, Noah, wait, here, You're I got right. this. Okay, just really quick to interject. Um, if you were to tell us on a scale of zero to ten, 
how much you believe in ghosts. 10, meaning they're your best friend. You talk to them all day, every day. Zero, meaning you've never, like, you will just never, ever believe in them. Uh, where would you fall? I'd say I'm like a six or 6.5. That's pretty skeptic. I guess I like lean slightly towards believing in ghosts. Okay. Okay. Kat, when you said the bar at best friend that you talk to every day, six seems pretty good. That's true. (laughs) I know. But also, what if someone like fully believes in ghosts, but they're like an antagonistic experience, like not at all best friends? Is that that less than a 10? They can be your best enemy or your best friend. Oh, true. But what does it say about me to now think that six is pretty skeptic? Because we talked to so many tens and 11. We've all gone woo-woo. Absolutely. Well, yeah, Brian. So now your experience that you had, was it in one of the famous rooms at the Stanley Hotel? Uh, Allegedly, the room we were in was where they found the body of a dead woman. They had the whole tour group get into the room, turn off all the lights and just sit quietly and see if anything happened. And then nothing happened while we were just sitting there. But as the tour group was getting up and leaving the room, about half the group was out, and I was about to go out the door myself when the door to the room just slammed shut, completely untouched by anyone. So I reach out for the door, and I'm like kind of panicking because I'm like, what if something's like holding the door closed? <laughs> so you were close to the door when that happened? I was, it was right in my face. <laughs> well, well, Brian, you said it was really dark. Was it so dark that you couldn't see outside of the doorway? Like if something was there, would you have been able to see it or no? I mean, the lights in the hall were on, so you could see like what was outside the door pretty well. And so did the tour guide say if that's ever happened before or was that kind of an anomaly? I don't recall the tour guide ever mentioning that. Oh God, you know, that's when a place is haunted when like a door just slams and tour guides like anyway, and this is where this lady passed away right here. Just ignore the slamming door. Uh, We're going to move on (laughs) to the ballroom. JJ, I'm curious. So you said this was one of the first uh, horror movies you saw. I didn't see this movie until probably I'd say seven years ago. Uh, my wife loves horror movies. This is one that she kind of introduced me to, to get me into the genre. Did this really set the bar high for you as what horror movies should be? No. Mm-hmm. Here's my thing about The Shining. I'm going to take down Stanley Kubrick, all right? Because I'm not that impressed with The Shining. It's it's mostly just people sitting around and the music is really intense and eerie and scary, but nothing is happening. So, you know, that's my hot take on The Shining. Boom! Roasted! Spoiler alert for anyone. Spoiler alert. (laughs) Nothing happens. (laughs) Stuff does happen. What are you talking about? So Jack Nicholson didn't blow you away? I feel like that was such a good performance. Look, the most exciting thing was the bear giving a clown a blowjob. That's all I'm going to say about that. I don't even know know if I can leave that in. All I know (laughs) is that there's a bear doing something to a clown. There's there's some twins Jack Nicholson and then there's twins and there's... blood in a hallway. Yeah. Also, yes, and the ghost in the lady in the in the room. And yeah, I don't know that one. Shelley Duvall. Yeah, it's super creepy. Yeah. I have not seen it, which I should. We should. We don't need to see it. It's honestly, We're it's it kind of gives me like it kind of gives me the ick now to like because I've I've read since then how like Shelley Duvall basically like literally wanted to throw an axe at 
uh, Stanley Kubrick because he was such a monster to her on set. Also, someone's been watching Love Island because JJ just said, gives me the ick. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh but Great banter. Anyways. Um <laughs> Great banter, really. <laughs> well, I, I don't know. I really, I, I enjoyed that one. I mean, the there were, I felt like some really good jump scares and I thought the visuals for its time were good. I thought Jack Nicholson oh, was yeah. great, but you know, everybody's got their own opinion. That doesn't mean you they're know, all good. Uh, but also just like Love Island, we could vote someone off the island if we wanted to. <laughs> I think most people who are critical connoisseurs of cinema would would agree with you, Noah. I'm oh, pretty okay. sure my opinion is not the sophisticated film viewer opinion, but just man, okay. could, you use, could you use some more action? I didn't like the movie The Witch. A lot of people love that horror movie. Speaking <laughs> of The Shining, I I want to know, Brian, did they discuss on the tour like what it was that that drew uh, Stephen King to the hotel and like what he experienced there? I know that King was there right before the summer season ended. Mm-hmm. And just like the hotel in the movie, they shut down for the winter and they had a caretaker. Right. And so that's where that idea comes from. It's like, what if this one family was stuck in the hotel by themselves? I remember them saying that he saw a bear giving a blowjob to someone. No way! <laughs> uh, it makes so much God, more sense it. now. Oh my gosh, Brian, that was a good one. <laughs> Love it. I think the big thing for him there was, you know, a lot of Stephen King's work is based on dreams that he's had. And I think while he was there, he had a dream of his three-year-old son running around the halls of the hotel and um, screaming. And he woke up and he just um, knew that like, this was going to be a great setting. And then he, and then of course, like all the history of the lady who froze to death on the property, the lady who died in the room uh that brian would like there's some pretty infamous or now they're infamous deaths that took place and then of course you know the hotel room of what was it like 217 that he stayed in that supposedly haunted from what i gathered it was like a huge atmosphere thing too Mm. brian kind of like you were saying like with with the the grounds being empty and the caretaker and the you know the black and white photos and you know just um you know his mind is He's such a pro- prolific author. He just fires out those novels. It's it's pretty crazy. I don't read a lot of his horror work. I prefer like his crime novels and stuff, which I know is like a weird uh, subgenre of his. But um, but yeah. Anyway, Stephen King's great. That's a true Noah thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this episode of the Real Hauntings Real Ghost Stories podcast is brought to you by Wild Grain. Hey everyone, it's Noah Daniels and I'm here to talk to you again about Wild Grain. Our last shipment of Wild Grain was so good that my four-year-old cannot stop asking for more of that awesome bread with dinner. And I'm not gonna lie, I'm right there with him. And honestly, there's nothing quite like the smell of fresh bread baked coming from the oven. What if I told you that you too could get that delicious experience of homemade bread with none of the time and work involved? Well, you can by ordering from Wild Grain. Wild Grain is the first ever bake from frozen subscription box for sourdough breads, fresh pastas, and artisanal pastries. Every item bakes frozen in 25 minutes or less, no thawing required. And you can now fully customize your Wild Grain box, so you can choose any combination of breads, pastas, and pastries. 
You can even build a box of only breads, only pastas, or only pastries if you'd like. Plus, for a limited time, you can get $30 off the first box, plus free croissants in every box. When you go to wildgreen.com hauntings to start your subscription. You heard me. Free croissants in every box and $30 off your first box when you go to wildgreen.com hauntings. That's wildgreen.com hauntings, or you can use promo code hauntings at checkout. Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice, a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the roll of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is not what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts. Truism. Brian, you had that happen when you were at the hotel. So before that happened to you, where were you on the believe meter you think? Like, were you more or less of a believer? And did that impact your how you viewed the supernatural at all? Uh, I might have been slightly less. Maybe I've gone up a little bit since I started listening to a lot of Ghost Story podcasts. <laughs> yeah, that'll happen. Uh, trust yeah, us, we like, know. There's so many stories that you think, you know, there's got to be something. Um but I had had a couple of experiences before that. The first one that happened was I was in around seventh or eighth grade. I was home alone doing homework in this back corner of my house. I hear footsteps start in the room that's right above me on the second floor. And I instantly like started freaking out because I knew I was home alone. This wasn't just like creaking. It was like distinct footsteps that I could hear. And I could hear where they were in the house. They were so... You know, distinct and prominent. So I hear them walking down that upstairs hallway. Then I hear them coming down the stairs. Then I hear them coming towards the room I'm in. And like where I'm sitting is like my back is to the door and I'm just frozen in place. And I hear the footsteps coming to the doorway to the room I'm in and they stop. And I was too scared to turn around because I had no idea what was going to be back there. And after a few seconds, they just start walking away back in the direction they came, back up the stairs, and back down the hallway to the room they started in and just stopped again. Oh. It was so weird. Like you sometimes say, Noah, about your experience, like, what if I'm just, like, remembering that wrong? Like, what mm -hmm. if there was a logical explanation for it but i mean i feel like my memory is consistent yeah that's always the the tricky thing so had anybody else in that home ever experienced anything similar or was that an isolated isolated experience as far as you know i was the only child so no siblings and my parents never really experienced much um but my next story actually like involves my mom she also experienced it was the summer before i went off to college that whole summer, I would hear you know, footsteps again, but there was also like knocking and scratching. 
and like growling that would happen at night, like outside my door. Like a familiar animal, or was it just sound like something else entirely? No, it didn't really sound like an animal. Um, I guess like it could have been similar to like a dog growling, but I had like an outside dog that stayed in a kennel uh-huh. outside of the house and he was pretty quiet. And that doesn't really explain the footsteps or knocking really. I never heard anything about any animals being found in the wall. <laughs> oh, yeah. Where my mom comes in. Uh, I came home one night pretty late and my mom calls out to me. It's like, Brian, is that you? I thought that that was weird because my mom had died two years earlier. Oh my gosh. Um, I'm just kidding. I'm oh just my kidding. God. Brian's got jokes, man. Second one tonight. Zing. Got we're me. all just like, fuck, excuse me. But uh, no, I thought it was weird because my mom was usually asleep. Anyways, I'm like, yeah, it's me. And she's like, good, because I've been hearing strange noises recently. And I'm like, you know what? So have I. And she's like, yeah, last night something was shaking my bed. <gasps> oh, no. And God. then I was pretty much like, okay, good night, mom. I don't Ugh. feel like dealing with this right now. That's too scary. Did you all talk about that later? I mean, like, I brought up, like, the footstep story around them sometimes. And they uh-huh. were always kind of like, skeptical like even though my mom had experienced that one thing but yeah oh my god I mean, they had lived in that house for so long and hardly anything happened footsteps like if i if i was home alone and heard something that sounded like footsteps i would probably like immediately write that off of, eh, it's just a weird house noise but if my bed was physically shaking i don't know i don't know how you could write that off be growling and shaking that sounds like your bed already jj uh, no uh waiting to make that joke uh, i did i tried to make it early yeah uh, that was before i knew the bed was gonna shake and then i was like all right that gotta add that on so brian you also experienced something on your honeymoon too right Me and my wife was it bed shaking oh. oh gosh <laughs> Jada's doing noisome. High five. Ew. High five through the Zoom. Old people do that. (laughs) Well, (laughs) sorry, Brian. Continue. We were in Boston and we're both like horror and ghost story nuts. So we did a couple of ghost tours while we were there. Uh, Right before one of our ghost tours, uh, we went into the Omni Park Hotel just to like use the bathroom, kill some time before the ghost tour started. While I was like waiting on my wife while she was in the bathroom, I see this mirror in next to the elevators and there's a little plaque that says like, oh, Charles Dickens, uh, this mirror was in his room when he stayed here. And allegedly he saw three spirits in the room and that's what inspired a Christmas story. You know, the guy visited by the three ghosts. Fascinating. So that's a fun fact. I got on my phone and once my wife came and joined me, we like just took a couple of pictures in the mirror and looking back at them, there's nothing in the first few, but in the last one, there's like a little puff of smoke looking thing that kind of looks like the top half of a human head. (laughs) Yeah. And that's something you, you noticed after you were looking at the photo or did you, did you see that in... In real time like yeah in real time as well or or just in the photo 
just in the fact. Oh, that's eerie. Yeah. Also, I can't imagine how weird Charles Dickens's mind must have been to have seen three ghosts and been like, this is going to inspire me to write a Christmas story. <laughs> yeah, I'd never do that. I'll have to read up about that. Back in like 1800s England, it was actually pretty common to tell horror stories or ghost stories at Christmas. Halloween, like it was a thing back then, but not really like a widespread thing like it is now. So Christmas was the time to like sit around the fire and tell ghost stories. I have to ask you, because I did a, a ghost tour, not on not on our honeymoon, but on my bachelor party and like 90% of the stories we heard on the ghost tour were like, this is the hotel where some guy killed his wife on their honeymoon. And it was just a weird vibe for a bachelor party. And I'm just, I'm wondering if- Wait, I haven't even heard this. <laughs> so I'm just wondering if you had a lot of those stories uh, on, on your ghost tours in Boston while you were on your honeymoon. It wasn't so much about hotel murders as more like historical hauntings like Revolutionary War, super old graveyards from the 1600s. That sounds like a much better ghost tour. Mine was yeah. literally like we just went to uh, parking lots of hotels and then heard about <laughs> some really sad people who were murdered and also murdered there. So JJ, have y'all been like drinking? Like, was it a typical bachelor party where y'all been drinking and stuff too? And then it's like, and this person did this we, thing. We had been, but like we sobered up on that ghost tour and it was not, not a great experience. That's so funny. We also had a medium on the tour who was like, oh, one of you had a father who just died. And we were all like, no, no, none of us actually. So pretty fun. Well, Brian, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your stories. Is there a particular Real Hauntings episode that you've really enjoyed? The one that everyone says that um, about the mom who was being like replaced, she kept on seeing like a duplicate of herself. Yeah. That, yeah. that was so scary. Yeah, that's a good one. Absolutely. Crazy. The, my other favorite is the ghost that played Beyonce in the middle of the night. Yeah, yeah. low-key. That is such a fun episode. Yeah, the Midtown, one. Midtown, um, yeah, yeah. The guy from Midtown. I can't it's think of was that your friend? Okay. Oh, how he was my that was like back when we were still like a friend of a like friend, friend maybe. Of yeah, friend's friend. Yeah, I still follow him on Instagram. Yeah. I forgot about that episode. That was so fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And crazy. And he was yeah. just like, I'm not moving. I'm staying here. <laughs> yeah. These ghosts that know how to use yeah. YouTube. That's pretty freaky stuff. Yeah. We should reach out to him and see if he's had any more yeah. experiences there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, Brian, thank you so much. Is there anything you want to plug or anything you want to add before we wrap up? Uh, no, I don't think so. Good. With that, I'm Noah Daniels. I'm JJ. I'm Kat. I'm Brian. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics. And sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot button issues. And it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. 
You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.